As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! You shall not pass! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we take a look at the newest entry from horror director James Wan, Malignant. Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities. Written by the team of Ingrid Bisu, Akila Cooper, and James Wan, and directed by James Wan, Malignant stars Annabelle Wallace as Madison Mitchell, Maddie Hassan as Sidney Lake, George Young as Kakoa Shaw, and features Nicole Brianna White, Jean Louisa Kelly, and Susanna Thompson. James Wan has become a new wave horror icon, and he's responsible for the development of the Saw and Conjuring franchises and their subsequent universes, as well as being a pretty darn good action director at the same time, with movies like Furious 7 and Aquaman under his belt. So when Malignant was released, it was on the top of horror fan lists as a potential new series to follow. And while the premise of a person witnessing horrible murders in panicked visions has been done quite a few times, this is the James Wan we're talking about. It has all the potential in the world. Hey, it's even certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with a 76% score from critics, and that's not too shabby. Well, here's where I start to disagree with the critics of film and instead agree with the fan base that are giving it a meager 52%. I do not think that this is a good movie, but it certainly has things that I appreciate during its 111-minute runtime. First off, it's likely that this movie, at least according to fans, fell victim to a marketing team that aggressively tried to market it as the next great jump-scare slasher film, which it most certainly is not. It's more along the lines of the gore kind of movie with buckets of fake blood splashing all over everyone and everything. Secondly, it is fairly self-aware, knowing that the absurdity of the makeup and special effects are better kept in the dark than jumping out in your face a la Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees. On the flip side, there are so many ideas being attempted here that this is not a strong first entry in the malignant universe that James Wan wants to create. While The Conjuring spun off into a few different realms over a number of pictures, this movie attempts to start three separate movies in one go. And that's always going to be a bold first step. And the lion's share of the acting in this movie is real bad. And by real bad, I mean there's way better acting in Netflix's straight-to-streaming coming-of-age teen comedies, and that acting is bad and we all know it. That said, this movie has made money, so it's very likely that we have yet to see the end of the Malignant franchise. Now, if the second one bombs amongst fans, that will likely spell the end. I give Malignant a C-. Mm. 
If you're tired of the same old style, give a shout over to Nick at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road and get set up properly. Book today by visiting boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with some news on some upcoming projects. I mentioned recently that wow. Owen Wilson has officially signed on to join wow. Disney's The Haunted Mansion. Wow. And what we've now learned is that this spells a little bit of a disaster for Wedding Crashers Part 2. Sandbagging son of a bitch! According to Puck News, Owen Wilson's commitment to Disney's The Haunted Mansion does mean that he is set to arrive on set next month, which would mark him as unavailable for Wedding Wedding Crashers 2. Let's go. I'm going to start the car. I'm serious. Let's go. It was said that Warner Brothers, Toby Emmerich, and Richard Brenner worked hard to reunite director David Dobkin with Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn, as well as with Rachel McAdams and Isla Fisher, so it's likely that this project isn't dead, just put on severe hold. The Hollywood Reporters revealed that George Clooney, Brad Pitt, and John Watts, the director of Spider-Man No Way Home, are teaming up for a new movie. Plot details are scarce at this time, although it's said that the film will tell the tale of two lone wolf fixers assigned to the same job. Watts will write, direct, and produce the thriller that has Clooney and Pitt set to star. Relationships can be... Sure. But they're also... That's right. The project has multiple studios and streamers willing to open their wallets and pony up the dough. She has you. Yeah. That means it's yeah. You better hear. Sony, Lionsgate, Apple, and Netflix are already fighting for the package, with Amazon, Annapurna, Universal, MGM, and Warner Brothers also in the mix. Over at Warner Brothers, a date has been set for Fantastic Beasts 3, as well as the official name for the film. Fantastic Beasts The Secrets of Dumbledore will be released globally on April 15th of 2022. David Yates directs the third installment, which follows Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and The Crimes of Grindelwald. The third installment will star Eddie Redmayne, Jude Law, and Mads Mikkelsen as the central villain, Gellert Grindelwald, after Johnny Depp was replaced. But you have heard of it. In casting news, it's likely that you've heard it, but let's just give you a fresh reminder. Nintendo and Illumination announced their upcoming animated feature, Super Mario Brothers, and announced their cast as well. Chris Pratt has signed on to voice Mario, who will be joined by Charlie Day playing Luigi. Anya Taylor-Joy will voice Princess Peach, while Seth Rogen will be playing Donkey Kong, Keegan-Michael Key is Toad, and Jack Black is playing Bowser. Super Mario Brothers will release worldwide on December 21st of 2022. In the land of Marvel, it is being reported that Marvel is suing to retain total controls of Avengers characters including Iron Man, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Falcon, Thor, and more. The complaints are coming after heirs of select Marvel creators, Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, and Gene Colan, have filed dozens of termination notices with the U.S. Copyright Office, hoping to end Marvel's licenses to these characters. Marvel's current argument is that the characters were created for work for higher conditions, that the heirs have no rightful claim to the copyrights. Marvel pointed towards a case involving Jack Kirby, the legend who created characters like the X-Men, Thor, and Iron Man, where Kirby's heirs tried to reclaim the copyrights to his creations, but federal courts ruled in Marvel's favor, stating that the characters fell under work-for-hire arrangements. Marvel's lawyers have said that the newly presented cases are, quote, virtually identical circumstances. So what does all this legal mumbo-jumbo mean? Well, if the plaintiffs win, Disney hopes to maintain co-ownership of the characters in question. The studio would also have to share profits with those making the complaints, meaning that millions, if not billions of dollars, would be issued to the heirs of the creators. It should also be noted here that copyright law only holds water in the United States, which means that anything established outside of the US would be considered fair game. 
This past week, Netflix held an event in Tudum where they showed off a number of their upcoming properties. Released were a number of teaser trailers, which included Ozark Season 4, new seasons for Vikings Valhalla, Emily in Paris, and Bridgerton, which can all be found online. Teasers were also dropped for Stranger Things Season 4, the upcoming movie Red Notice, which stars Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, and Dwayne Johnson, as well as Extraction 2, starring Chris Hemsworth, and Cobra Kai Season 4. They also released the teaser for Season 2 of Netflix's The Witcher, starring Henry Cavill as Geralt of Rivia. They showed off new projects like Neil Gaiman's Sandman, as well as the intro for Cowboy Bebop, but possibly most importantly, they announced that there will be a Season 2 of Tiger King. Oh my god. I'm never gonna financially recover from this. Tiger King 2, which will begin on November 17th, promises more madness and mayhem, according to the press release. Directors Eric Good and Rebecca Chiklin are returning for the second installment, as well as executive producers Chris Smith and Fisher Stevens. Amazon, meanwhile, have announced that the Jason Orley-directed comedy I Want You Back will release globally in 2022. The project, which stars Jenny Slate and Charlie Day, is written by Isaac Apker and Elizabeth Berger. It follows Emma, played by Slate, and Peter, played by Day. They thought they were on the precipice of life's biggest moments, marriage, kids, and houses in the suburbs, until their respective partners dumped them. In their 30s and terrified that they have missed their shot at happily ever after, Emma and Peter are horrified to learn that their partners have already moved on. With no prospects on the horizon and the threat of dying alone hanging over their heads, they hatch a desperate plan to put an end to their ex's new relationships and win them back. Meanwhile, NBC issued a series order for a revival of the classic legal sitcom Night Court. The project is being written and executive produced by Dan Rubin, who made the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and is based on the original series created by Reinhold Wieg, which centers on the unapologetic optimist Judge Abby Stone, the daughter of the late Harry Stone, who follows in her father's footsteps as she presides over the night shift of a Manhattan arraignment court and tries to bring order to its crew of oddballs and cynics, most notably former Night Court prosecutor Dan Fielding, played by John Larroquette. For now, NBC is uncertain if Night Court will air mid-season in the 2021-2022 broadcast season or wait for the 22-23 season. Regardless, this show is happening, barring any unfortunate circumstances. On top of that, another show is set to return. According to Deadline, MGM is teaming up with WWE to produce a reimagined version of the popular competition series American Gladiators. The new version will feature a plethora of WWE wrestling superstars that would serve as solid cross-promotion for other WWE programming. The series is being pitched by Mark Burnett and his team, which is based on the original format created by Johnny Ferraro and Dan Carr. The show previously had a failed reboot in 2008, which starred wrestling star Hulk Hogan and Muhammad Ali's daughter Layla Ali as hosts. And finally, we are entering the 47th season of Saturday Night Live. And of course, they announced some of their upcoming hosts. Owen Wilson is set to host Saturday Night Live for the first time on October 2nd, with Casey Musgraves as the night's musical guest. Kim Kardashian West will host October 2nd, joined by Halsey. Rami Malek will host October 16th and will be accompanied by Young Thug. And finally, one of the last hosts they announced was Jason Sudeikis, who will host on October 23rd, with Brandi Carlisle set to bring the noise. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, it's time to cut out the cancer. Cancer.